What's up, everybody? Welcome into episode number 36 of the Mac Geeks podcast. I am your host, as always, Jacob Hughley, and right back at you. Another week of wrestling, another week specifically of ACC wrestling. Uh, had a great first week of conference duels last weekend that Jack and I are excited to jump into. So, uh, without further ado, let's just go ahead and get into that, and I'll bring on my co host, Mr. Jack Mueller, three time All American, proud supporter of a black eye. Uh, how's it going, man? It's going well, man. I'm super sore. We had a tough practice today. Um, Who gave you the black tired. eye? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. There's too many people beating up on you to keep uh, you Mm-hmm. Pretty much. I, I guess I just started wrestling with my face a lot. I got scratches all up in here. I got black eye here. Dude, well, you know, I've... I mean, I, I've watched you for a lot longer than I've even known you, but it wasn't until the RTC Cup that I realized just how much you used your face. Because um, you're beat up like a minute into wrestling, Nation. Like, oh my face. gosh, dude. My, that hurts so bad. Because it wasn't like a black eye, but it was like the afro burn was so deep that it, it scabbed over. I still like kind of have a scar. Um, and then there was one shot at the end of the first period where I thought I was like gonna get knocked out. So um, yeah, I think I've started to realize I wrestle a lot more with my face, but hey, whatever. Well, at the end of the day, you got the win, so it's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Dan Dennis came over to me after he was like, "You, you had your balls in a wheelbarrow after that match." <laughs> oh, <my laughs> I was like, "Thanks, coach." That, that's awesome. <laughs> Um, I can only imagine. I've seen the the flow film with him is one of my favorite. He's he seems yeah. wild. Um, but even though he was like my favorite NCAA match of all time was not his favorite. It was uh, Ness beating him in the finals. Yeah, I didn't like that either. I was a fan of Dan Dennis. I honestly was just a hater of Minnesota because um, I was a big Okie State guy when I was younger. Just the proximity from Texas to Stillwater and um, huge Steve Mako guy, as you know, and Cole Conrad was his biggest rival. So of course I hated Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, for me, like that was one of the first years I started watching wrestling. So it wasn't even like a Iowa, Minnesota thing. It was eight seconds left, faked to the right, hit the duck under bear hug to his back. It was just the sickest move of all time. If you ask me like, yeah, it was pretty crazy. <laughs> got, I guess, four in the closing seconds to win a national title. Um, but, yeah, man, so a lot of wrestling's happened. Um, had first conference dual weekend last weekend. Another thing, though, that happened was uh, obviously the flow card, right? So I guess we'll just kick it off with that a little bit. What would you think of, uh, before we get to the big match? Wednesday's flow card? Yeah. Noel so yeah, so there's two that I wanted to hit. Obviously, we'll talk about the big one here in a second, but uh, Joey McKenna, tech fall over Seth Gross, and like not just Seth's match, but right before that, tech Nation. So he tech Nation and Seth within a week. What are your thoughts on that? Well, let's not forget they're, I mean, they're the weight class below. They're true, 61 kilos. Seth's going to try and go 57 for the trials, but Nation just said he's going 65. I think those are great wins for McKenna, but at the same time, those guys have been wrestling very 
like just smaller guys like Zane Richards is a true 57 kilo guy and um that's who Seth wrestled a couple days before so I'm sure the body of work was a lot different when he faced McKenna I still think he looked great got the tech in both matches um quick techs too uh but at the same time take it with a grain of salt maybe Seth's more than Nation's if Nation's gonna truly go up um yeah, that's all I got for that. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, it's... I think you almost kind of disregard it as far as Nation and Seth because, like you said, like, there's a big weight difference there. So I think that's not really much to do with them. Um, but just the fact that, like you said, he was able to tech them both so quickly. And, like, the thing that impressed me with the Seth match was we know how funky Seth can get. And, like, he lives in those, those weird positions with people in on his legs and like Joey finished quick and like never let him get to anything. Um, McKenna is also a guy who made final X and is very freestyle savvy too, you know? So I think we forget how good Joey McKenna is at freestyle until he faces guys like that. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he made a, a deep run and knocked off some guys at the trials. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I just, I, I think that he's definitely going to be, in that tier with Zane, Yanni, J.O., all those guys. I think he's right there with them. Um, yeah. But, like, if he made an Olympic team, would you be crazy shocked? Yes. Um, I would, I'd be crazy. Yeah, of course I would. Um, but, like, at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know. It's, it's different than beating two or three of those guys, especially with the seed he's going to get, you know? Um, yeah, he's not going to get the highest seed, so he's going to have to knock off three of those guys. You know, he's probably going to get the four or five, and then go through who would be the four? Maybe Yanni or James Green. James Green, then hit Zane, then hit Yanni to make it twice. You have to beat him twice. So I mean, I, I, I can see him beating off, beating a couple of those guys, but put, putting that tournament together, I mean, someone's going to really need to eat their Wheaties uh, that morning if they, they want to break through, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, for me, it's it's Zane right now until until somebody beats him because, I mean, he's proven that he can beat Yanni and just beat uh, and I'm not saying it's like a next topic. It's definitely not. They're super close, but I think he's the favorite in my mind. No. I, I get where you're coming from, but I, I think Yanni's the guy to beat. Uh, I, I mean, it's very slight. I think in my in my mind, if I just like you ask me who's going to win, gut reaction, it's Yanni. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's going to be fun one either way to packed weight for us. So hopefully we can get a medal out of it because it's been a while. Um, but... The other one that was huge, obviously, DT, Jordan Burroughs, went down. Um, ended up being a 4-4 criteria win for David Taylor. What were your What were your thoughts on the match? So my thoughts are apparently controversial because I talked to George about it, uh, DiCamillo, and he does not agree at all. Um, I thought that he was catching some uh, – JB was catching steam and, and kind of breaking him. And um, – I agree. You know, ten, 10 more seconds, I think Jordan pulls off the dub. Now, George thinks, hey, we can give up three, four push-outs, 
and I still win. I just can't get taken down, essentially. So the issue with that is, my or at least my thought process, is the second caution. Because you get cautioned once, and you're like, oh, crap, I got to stay in bounds. If you get driven out of bounds easily the second time, then it's like, there's something, you know, there's something there. And I think that, honestly, for both guys, that was one of the best results we could have. Because for Jordan, it's like, David Taylor's been talked about as the number one pound-for-pound pound guy in the world, not just the country. Um, and I can hang with him. I'm five seconds, ten seconds away from beating him. And then for David Taylor, it's like, holy crap, I just beat this guy who had crushed me. I mean, maybe not crushed me, but beaten me so many times in the past. I finally jumped that hurdle. No one can touch me. No one can stop me. Um, and so I think that it was a great situation for both guys if, if they um, – look at it that way yeah i mean for me i agree with you because we have our hma text thread and like you know jude's in there so um i got to (laughs) blow him up a little bit after but like before i even put in there i said david taylor by four and i thought that was crazy i didn't think that he would i was like yeah it's probably not gonna win by four but we're we're just gonna go with it screw it and he got up four nothing and i was like all right wow i'm a genius um (laughs) but then yeah, I mean, for one, like you said, like, JB came back hard, and, like, there's a certain point where, yeah, it's okay to give up that push out to, like, kind of, you know, I'm going to give up some time, give up a point. Like, I know I'm up by four. I can do it. But you still, like, fight a little bit, you know? Like, still, like, give like fight for a little bit of time before you give up that push out. Those last two push outs he gave up were, like, basically just, like, as soon as Jordan made contact, he just drove him out. Like, it... Yeah, there wasn't any fight there. You know what I mean? So I, I think it really did kind of gas him a little bit. Um, yeah, I think so too. And it's it's surprising, you know. I want to say that that's more mental fatigue than anything. Um, obviously, David Taylor's not out of shape. I think he was like, "Oh man, like he's catching up." Oh man, like he's. What if he beats me? What before? Is, yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. So, and Jordan was wearing the singlet that he beat. David Taylor in. in I love that. 2014. I, I texted y'all that and no one responded. Really? No I one responded. I was so like, come on, give me some no. credit for I didn't see that. Because they go, they go, Flo goes, uh, is Jordan wearing the uh, singlet that he wore in the Olympics? I was like, yes. But the reason he's wearing this is to get David's head. Oh, dude. <laughs> I knew it the second he walked out because they've been playing the. The replays before right so oh, the second you walked out in it i like audibly laughed just sitting by myself in this room <laughs> it's like wow he really is, he's doing that that's awesome um, he's a jordan's so nice he's such a nice guy um but he's a mean competitor <laughs> oh yeah man the, the other thing though and like i said like i was full on the david Taylor is gonna win this match train um but and this is zero to do with David because he did what he needed to do. But that slip and go behind, like, he didn't really earn that takedown over Jordan. So, I mean, he got it, right? It was there. He did what he had to do. It's nothing against him. But, like, that's tough from Jordan's perspective because, you know, it's one thing if you get taken down, right? David blast doubles him. Like, all right, I accept that. He got the takedown. But... When Jordan's like level changing and you could see he kind of like hurt himself and fell down, like it's just kind of tough that that's what decided this match, you know? 
Um, yeah. I mean, whatever way you want to look at it. I mean, he earned the takedown, right? But it's just tough that that's ultimately what made it the win for him. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree. Yeah, but all right. So let's enough of that. Let's get into our ACC stuff because I want to talk about we had an awesome first conference weekend. First, we didn't get to see one of the duels, which sucked, really sucked, because I was supposed to be there. Um, but Virginia Tech, UNC, got postponed due to COVID. Um, you know, I, I think everything's going all right. They're on track to be back next week. It was the UNC team that actually, you know, had COVID protocols they had to go into. So I, I don't know what happened, but um, they're apparently on track to be back against Duke this week. But um, I know that uh, Virginia Tech was on the bus on the way down and had to turn around, so that sucks. Uh, they, uh, could you imagine being down to wait and then that happening? Oh, that would really blow up. Oh, yeah. Well, can you, like, yeah, even being down to wait or even, like, you're riding on the bus, you're in sweats, you're sitting there, you're, like, a pound over, like, you're angry, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah, like, hey, no, exactly. Here. Yeah. Like, uh, and oh. then it's like, and then it's like, it's not canceled. It's postponed. So what are, what are they going to do? Who's going to, are they going to do a try later on in the season with other ACC teams? Like that would suck for say Virginia, throw Virginia, UNC and tech in, in the one match or, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess it would have to be someone that you hadn't wrestled yet. Um, but that could be a real disadvantage for someone that, you know, I don't know, just tough yep. situations, I guess. That's what I thought it would have to be. It would have to be somewhere. In that, well, I mean, I guess that would be this weekend, but they can't do that. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to work because, like you said, they're going to have to either make a try or they're going to have to make, like, a separate trip. Um, I mean... Yeah, it's going to have to be when Virginia Tech is going to, like, NC State or Duke if they go there. Yeah. It's um, the following day or something. Um, yeah, Virginia Tech is at Duke, um, but home against NC State, so... And UNC is, but UNC is home against NC State. So, you know, I don't know. Like, at least they'll all be in the uh, general area, you know. Yeah. They won't I mean, be in pit or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, hopefully they get but that figured out. For UNC. Yeah. I mean, cause... Tech and NC State in the same weekend. Oh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> that, that would really That'd be suck. brutal. Uh, <laughs> but, man, this, I mean, this is going to be a really fun. It was going to be a really fun duel, and hopefully, hopefully, it gets to happen. That would really suck if we just didn't get it, and they got it. You know, you may hit the guys during conference, but um, yeah, man. So that one didn't happen, which sucked. But um, we did have the other two duels that happened. First, let's just go through Duke Pitt first, because that'll probably be a little bit quicker. Um, you know, Pitt handled their business, thirty-one to twelve. Did you have any big takeaways? You're smiling ear to ear. So what? I'm so excited to say this. I've been waiting since it happened. What? So do you know what happened in Mickey's match? Did you watch Mickey's match? Uh, yeah. I mean, I watched. Dude, I watch every single ACC match. Okay. Right? Okay. I got, got taken down. Right. Taken yeah. down. Escape. Takedown. Pin. No major. No tech. Yeah, he looked pissed. He got a pin. Like I like I called it. <laughs> yep. I know. Oh, I was like, I am a wizard. <laughs> well, I, I think honestly though, that's a good thing for uh, for Decker as well for Duke. I mean, 
Yeah, you got pinned. That sucks. It's awful. But, like, that's his first ever collegiate match coming in as a true freshman, first year on campus. You get pinned, take it. Yeah, that happened. But you also took down the two-time ACC champ right off the bat. So it's got to be a little bit of a little bit of good for you, you know? Yeah, top five guy in the country for sure. I think that was uh, that was big. Um, I thought it was good to see some Duke guys get some wins. Sucks about Matt Feinsilver out for the season, torn ACL. Uh, Mitch was telling me about it. He said that he had it before the C.J. Brucky match at UNC. Yeah, and he wrestled with it, and then it got worse in that match, and then he was like, it's over. Um, that really sucks because, you know, that's the that sucks not only for Duke because that's like your leader, your highest-ranked guy, whatever, but it sucks for the rest of the ACC, man, because that's an allocation. Yeah. That's a spot at the NCAAs. Now, and now there's – Who's the next highest ranked guy? Devin Kane is the only one that's like solidified in the top 20, um, sitting at like a 14, 15 spot. And honestly, you can't even call him solidified. Like, again, like I'm very high on Devin Kane. I think he's going to do great, but, you know, he, he's, it was almost that like Tariq Wilson situation, but he was like the 33 overall wrestler made the blood round, right? So he had like this crazy yeah. tournament, but we haven't seen him since then. So, but at the same time, everyone gets a spot. So, like, there will be one no matter what. It's just the fact that there's only one ranked guy to knock off. There's only one spot. So you got to win the ACC if you want to go. Whereas before, it would be like, you got to string together a couple of good matches and you can make it. So um, how do the allocations so, work? I have no idea what they're doing this year. I know that they're taking some um, results from the past season. Yeah, but, like, uh, is it kind of like a, a – committee talks about it or do they say like oh if you're ranked in the top 20 you earn a spot like no so there's coaches rankings rpi and then win percentage and the uh so the coaches rankings top 33 and usually every year you have to get a certain amount of matches to get into the coaches rank and then the rpi is also top 33 and you have to get a certain amount of matches to get into the rpi um if you are in the top 33 and two out of the three, so like top 33 win percentage as well, and then you get an allocation. Okay. Um, so like the real kicker was like, for me, I didn't, I had enough matches last year to get into the coaches rank and win percentage to qualify for the win. Cause you have to have a certain amount of matches for win percentage too, but I didn't have enough matches for RPI. So, like, my seed, even if I had won ACCs, I would have probably gotten the same seed that I got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the only reason I'm thinking is, if you look at 74, um, McGill has been doing really good, and you have Daniel Bullard. So you have two other guys that could potentially... I forgot Bullard. You my could, bad. Yeah, I mean, you got two other dudes that could, could definitely earn an allocation. So if they get three allocations, that's big. That's yeah. big. But still, that's a it goes from four to three. So I mean, even with that, I mean, you got you got Marcelli at UVA. Um, he's been yeah, but Vic has to be. I mean, he already lost his chance at Bullard, so he has to beat Devin Kane to really get him himself in there. Because even though McGill's having a great season, they have him ranked at thirty-two in the thirties. So there's a chance that he won't really qualify for an allocation. He's going to be on the fringe. Um, which sucks, but that's just how it is. Yeah. Um, 
I guess, you know, the big takeaways for me from, I'll say Duke first. So for Duke, they have a lot of young talent that look good. Um, and, and again, we got to take everything with how it is, right? You got a guy that wrestled Mickey Philippi, right? And he got a takedown. So that's, that's good. Baby steps, right? Um, Agen at 125, I know wrestling Camacho is not like, it's not like he's wrestling a top 10 guy, but uh, he looked pretty tough. Um, the one that I'm probably the most excited at, Roland got a win at 141 for Duke. Uh, the one I'm pretty excited about, though, is 157, Brandon LaRue. Uh, LaRue looked good. You watched the match, right? I did not. I only so, watched the first four. LaRue um, is very tall, lanky, uh, got that like long bodies type. And he he wrestled, I think it was Colucci. Um, so he wrestled... Pertuccelli. Pertuccelli. Petruccelli. Okay. I don't okay. know how to pronounce it. Yeah. I give up. That guy. Um, <laughs> so he wrestled him, but... Uh, I don't remember what the score was, but uh, LaRue looked really good. And I know the Duke coaches were really high on him. That's somebody I heard a lot about when I talked to them. Um, he looked really good. He was winning by a good amount and then just stuck the guy. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, you, obviously, you got to take it as it is, right? It's not like he went out there and stuck Hydley. But, um, you know, true freshman. Or actually, I think he's a redshirt freshman. But, um, yeah, I mean, he looked really good. So I think he's he's a bright spot for him um yeah and the only other thing that i took from duke was fine silver at 149 um josh he got the win right and he ended up pulling away late but it was definitely a slow start um and you know it, it's the first match of the year right and and pitt's already wrestled a couple of matches so kimmer's already kind of got a little bit under his belt um, yeah but the only reason i'm even saying that is because how awesome Andonians looked. Andonian, because, I mean, it's kind of a fight for second at 149 in the ACC because O'Connor's the man. Um, Andonian has looked like a killer all year. So all I'm saying with that, again, first match, take it as it is, but um, if, I mean, he's going to have to, he's going to have a tough one with Andonian. Agreed. And Ed Scott as well. But also take it with a, I mean, it's been a year, a year and two weeks since the last time he wrestled. And uh, Matt Rust is a real thing. Um, you know, it's uh, you need to get out there and compete or, you know, it'll, it'll start slow no matter what. Um, I think uh, I think we'll see a different fine silver next week. Yeah, he's got he, but he's got O'Connor. So he's going to have to he's going to have to really figure out what he's going to do. Um quickly yeah um i guess I'll, I'll hit pit real quick because apparently i'm the only one that watches matches around here that's not virginia um so and i would have watched the other one i just yeah pit versus duke there wasn't a match that i was like i need to tune into this yeah. i could well mcgill and harvey both look good um i think that they're very underrated uh 74 84 for pit they're they're definitely going to be pretty good uh, Nino, like, if Nino makes a national final this year, I, I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm not, again, I'm not saying, oh, he's the national champ, right? I'm not crowning him, but I'm saying he's looked so good in the matches that he's had so far. And he had a guy in Caden Russell who is pretty good in his own right. And Nino just kind of handled him the whole time. Um, I mean, it, it really doesn't look like going up a weight has changed anything for him. I mean, if anything, he looks better. 
So I, I think I'm really looking forward to that match with ILO. That's going to be a really yeah. fun one. Um, yeah, it'll be good. I think he'll have a tough one this weekend too. Yeah, so because they got NC State. So, yep, Reen in this weekend. Um, that's going to be a fun one. My only other thing for Pitt is the slinger keeps slinging, baby. He is freaking awesome. I'm going to get. Pump the brakes. Oh, dude. Pump He's the, the man. Pump the brakes. You're like uh, you're like Hamzat Chemaev fan. I don't even know. Relax, guy. You don't know who Hamzat Chemaev is? He was like the biggest thing in the UFC last year because. Anyways, whatever. Pump the brakes. Let's put him out there. We'll see what he's about this weekend. Yeah, we're going to see what he's about this weekend. Um, that one's going to be a fun one to talk about when, when we get to it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Pitt-Duke, that's pretty much the takeaways from that for me. Um, unless you have anything else, let's, we can go ahead and jump over to the Pack versus the Cavaliers. Yeah, let's, let's jump. All right, you were actually there for the second week in a row. Or you've been to both of the home duels, right? So, yep. and you had a press pass, which is freaking <laughs> awesome. Um, I know. So they get every starter gets two, two people on the list, and I was like, it was five o'clock. It's a five and a half hour drive, and um, usually practice is about two hours. So I'd have left at noon and gotten there at like five thirty. So I'd have missed it, right? Well, practice got moved up 30 minutes earlier, and I was like, if I get out, I can make it. I can make it. And sure enough, dude, I roll up at 4.59 on the dot. And um, I was talking to Garland and Trent all week, and I was like, you got to get me in. You got to get me in. You got to get me in. I'll sneak in. Like, whatever. And uh, sure enough, Garland pulled through, got me a media pass. I had my own little box up, up on top. It was sick. Seriously? Yeah, I was alone. Dude, I was right behind NC State's bench. They hated me. I, I'm pretty sure when Trent Hidley won, he was looking at me while he was celebrating. Because he was he's celebrating after he beat Batista. And I was like, dude, you beat, you beat like Miles Amin last week, last month. You know, like, why are you celebrating about this? So I think I was getting under their skin. Uh, <laughs> I'm 100% coming up there next time. Uh, especially if we're yeah. getting our own box. Pff, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna come up there we're gonna do a pre-show like a pre-match show um you know the mat in the background people warming up um yeah that'd be cool as shit but yeah no that that had to be cool to be there um definitely got to make my way up there and so i guess you were heckling them are you like the, the i wasn't heckling i was just loud as crap especially during like louis match and brian's match and and juddy's match like Keating, there were so many guys, like we competed, you know, and I, I think that we hadn't, as a team, we hadn't done that in a few years, you know. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time since they had to get up for a match against us, you know. So, um, I mean, we can go into the takeaways right away. I, I've got a few of my own. and. Um, well, that's, hold on, before we do that, that's a good place. Um, I when we talked on the show last time, I picked NC State, but I texted you like an hour before the duel, and I was like, "Can I change it? I'm I'm all in. <laughs> I'm all in. UVA is doing this thing. Um, I had to get your blessing because I, I didn't want to like look like I'm going back and forth. I wanted you to be cool with me changing if it happened, whatever way it went down. Uh, but I did change. They lost, but um, I was feeling it, man. I thought they were gonna do it. 
Um, Man, if, if Brian Courtney wins that match, like, what does it do? What does it change? I don't right? Know, like, what momentum? Like, that's crazy. Last year, he was sitting on his back in a cradle. This year, he's he rides him out. He wins the match. Yeah. So, um, you know. Well, here, if, if you're just listening, then awesome. You're the best. But if you're watching on, here's our records. So, updated records. Our key matches oh. we've picked and our duels that we've picked. Um, I am ten and one in duels with the lost it with the loss this weekend, the NC State duel. Um, Jack nine and two in duels and key matches. I'm eight and two and Jack is six and four. So uh, you're getting spanked there, my man. Yeah, Quinn couldn't really f crap up for me, huh? Yeah, a little bit. Can I go back and change this. I need to change this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I've got a few I need to change. I think that I'm gonna smoke you this weekend though. Dude, you haven't even be, you haven't beat me a single week yet. Yeah. Alright. Well so Oh, maybe not. I take it back. It's gonna we're gonna tie. Alright, so let's go through this. I am gonna I'm gonna hit NC State first and then I'm gonna let you hit Virginia. Cool. Yeah, I mean I can hit both. Uh, I'll be unbiased. Okay. Um well, I mean, the, the things for me for, for NC State first, and then you can jump in. Um, the biggest thing was at 133. Is Ryan Jack the starter? You got to assume so. I think Trombley wrestled in the extra matches. But, yeah, exactly, because Trombley wrestled, right? So it's not like he's hurt or anything. Ryan Jack was 5-0 and heading into that match, and Louis Hayes is not a guy that you send out your backup against, right? Like, not, not just for, for matches or whatever, but... If you want your starter to go against a guy like Louie to see, you know, if he can beat him, you know, where you're at. And when they sent out Ryan Jack, I was like, wow, like, that's big, right? Because yeah. Trombley's good, dude. Trombley's really good. So, ranked, ranked 13th in the country. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that surprised me. Uh, I think you got to assume it. you got to assume it moving forward. I agree. Um, so that's cool. It's going to be exciting to see that. Um Ed Scott, Ed Scott's the man. I've You're right. You're right again. I, I've got your back. You're right. There we go. We Jake had a, called it. <laughs> Ed had a hiccup one week, but it was against a top ten guy at App State. So, you know, it is what it is. Top twenty, but and well, Milner I think was ranked ten at the time. No, he's like eighteen, nineteen. Oh well, I'm way off. Never mind. <laughs> um, but. He, uh, no, I swear to God, I think he was ranked 10 at the time because he lost after that. Yeah, he lost in one of the extra, extra matches. So I think that's why he got bumped down. To his own guy. They probably wouldn't no, 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 have counted no. that. He lost to Hunter Lewis of NC State in the extra matches. So I, I thought he lost to an App State dude. He might have also, but I know he lost to NC State backup. So he was number 10 when Ed Scott Russell, I swear to God. Um, but. Yeah, so, I mean, we can go back and look at my freaking week previews on Rockfin, right? Like, it's in there. Um, okay, I'll but, go back. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, Ed Scott looked really good, dude. I mean, Denton's good. We know Denton's good. We know Denton's good on top. Like, Ed just handled him. It was 13-1. to 1. I mean, it was borderline uh, a tech, and that surprised me. I thought, like, when, when it started, I picked Denton, and I thought Denton would win, but... In that first period, it kind of like feel like all right, like Ed Scott might actually beat him, and then he just blew him away. Yeah, that was that was the lone one of the lone like down points of the night. I think I think 
for the most part, a lot of ups, a lot of great things to take away for UVA. That was that was not good. But yes, continue. Um, the only other thing for NC State for me, well, I guess Hydley's back, Trent's back, so that's awesome. Good for him. Uh, it's always good to see him. Um, but reigning can all American this year. Agreed. He's back. He's uh, he's his normal self. I think that I'll, I'll just jump in. Are you done with the yeah, NC State? Yeah, go for it. So I guess I'll start at 97. So J.I.L.O. and Nick Renan, if if and when I get married, you know, these guys are like, they're going to be groomsmen in my wedding. Like Nick is my, my best childhood friend that I keep up with today, and Jay was my best college friend. So it's super awkward. The whole match I was like sitting there just super quiet, didn't say a word. Whenever I was like screaming in every other match, just lost my voice, all these things. But honestly – that result was so great for both of them. Why? J.I.L.O. needed a gritty win. Especially after his disappointing U23 tournament, he needed to dig deep, take someone in deep waters, and come out on top. I think that was huge. He got an escape and a ride out to win 2-0. For Nick, it shows that he can go with a guy that has one of the highest paces in the country, which is a normal – normally, like, that's a thing where, like, Nick with the bum knees – he's not going to go to the deep waters and continue fighting. Um, so I thought he looked back to his normal self. Um, you know, I'm really pumped for both of these guys. I think that they have big futures this season and uh, I'm excited. Okay. I guess I'll go 285. Quinn. He's got to figure out Wilson, right? It was way closer than last year. Last year it was like, he almost got cautioned out of the match. But don't ever take down on this guy again because you've never gotten away from him and it screwed you. Quinn was the one who actually made the choice, not the coaches. But that was just that was just bad. You got to figure out a way to take him down because that's the only way you're going to beat him. Back up to 25. I'll go both guys. Camacho looked really, really good. He looked really good. I question his mat wrestling, but his new his feet game, uh, a plus. You know, uh, very, very good. Now, Patch, he needs to figure some stuff out. He got a takedown on him, which I think was big, right? Like, you take down a, a top five guy, that's huge, huge returning ACC champ. You know, that should bolster your confidence a lot. Um, but you got to stay in the match uh, every second, right? 33, Louis Hayes is going to be the ACC champ this year. I, You said it last week that he was going to be the only guy to the challenge Mickey. I think he's going to win ACCs. He should have majored that kid. Uh, there was a cruddy takedown at the edge. Um, he's my pick to win ACCs without a doubt in my mind. I think he's going to have a couple weeks where it's going to be tough, right? So this week he's got Myers. Next week he's got next week he's got Mickey. And then I think they have Duke after that. But um, he can do it. He's always had trouble with Myers, so we'll see how much better he's gotten since the last time they've wrestled. Um, it'll be interesting. 41, Brian Courtney. <laughs> Dude, that hurt. That hurt. Uh, well, the thing too was I'm watching this match. And so for people listening, Jack's actually there, right? And I'm texting Jack while it's going on. You text me and I don't even remember what you said, but like something about like that gave away that, that he lost. And the TV was like a minute behind real life. Oh, no. and so I'm watching this match, like on the edge of my seat and and uh, Courtney's on top, 
And oh, you texted me and said he should have cut him, is what you said. And so I'm sitting there, and he's on top. There's like 30 seconds left. I'm like, he's got this. And then I get that text. I'm like, wait, 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 no. And then it happened. I was like, oh, man. It hurt, man. It hurt my soul. That one really hurt. Yep. Um, and I'm, but I'm he's a, in there, you know? He's in there, which is pretty impressive. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm a big treat guy, too. Like, I don't want to sound like, oh, I'm pulling against him or whatever, but... It's always cool to see the underdog win, right? I like I find myself personally like even if I know both the guys, I always find myself pulling for the underdog. I don't know, like yeah, unless, absolutely. Like, and I'm, if you knew Brian too, you would want to root for him. He's the nicest guy in the world. He's never said a mean thing about anyone. Yeah, for sure. But he looks good, man. I mean, I know, like even going back to the summer, us talking, like you've you've been high on him and said, you know, if we see that guy that that got recruited to UVA, then. Yeah, we're going to see some good stuff. And he's he looks, on the verge of being there, too, man. He looks he's, like that guy. He needs that. He needs one big win like that, and he's there. I'm convinced he's there. We already talked about 49. Justin McCoy, holy mother of God. What? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, so last week, I think you were saying that he was going to, like, keep it close. I think you called a decision. Yeah. And in my head, I was like, you didn't really want – you must not have watched last season. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, Juddy goes out and gets the first takedown and then is losing by one point with a minute left. And I think he was like, holy crap, I am in this match and was just like happy with that. Yep. But now he knows. And that's dangerous. That's really dangerous. He knows that he can beat that guy. So yep. that's pretty awesome. Yeah, I think that was huge for him. I mean, like you said, you know him personally. I don't know him, but – just watching, I mean, the thing that stood out to me was everybody knows when you think of Hydley, the first thing that hits in your mind is the underhook, right? You know it's coming. You know they're good at it. And I feel like he did a really good job of shutting that down. Like, yeah, Hayden was never really able to get to that underhook to where, you know, he could start getting in on his shots. I mean, there wasn't even a whole lot of shots from him because he couldn't get into those positions that he was comfortable with. So, um, you know, on top of that, on top of shutting down the underhook for the most part, he also scored the first takedown, which had to be huge. He said after the match, he was like, man, I could have done more with that. Like, I was shocked with how easy it was for me to get there. And I think Justin is finally, like, maturing into his body. He was kind of weak. And um, he's very good at wrestling. And now he's getting strong. So, scary sight. Yeah. Um well, before we move on, it's going to be it's that's going to be an interesting one to see if we get it again at conference because – or at ACCs, because both of them, right? McCoy now knows I'm within spitting distance. I can do this. Like, I've taken the guy down. Like, he's not bulletproof. I can do it. And on the other end of it, I'm a big Hydley fan, and Hydley always has seasons like this. He always has seasons where he might, except for his freshman year, I guess, but he loses during the season to somebody that you might not have seen coming, or he has a tight match with somebody you might not have seen coming. And then he ends up turning it on at the end. So like, like who just, he lost to Larry early two years ago before Larry early was even on anybody's radar. Well, I mean, he was a pretty good high school wrestler. Yeah. But like collegiately, you know, he wasn't where he was. Um, And I don't remember, I think there's another name in there, but he, he's, Oh, and I'm not saying McCoy's on that same level, right? I think McCoy's proven that he's he's. Hey, if he's good. on the same level as Larry Early was that year, that's all American. Yeah, I think that's that's good. You know, that's a huge jump that 
he wouldn't have been an all American last year. And now to be challenging the number two guy who, um, who a lot of people think is the favorite to win NCAA, am I cutting out? No, you're um, I mean, that's a huge jump. You go, that's 11 point. You got 11 points better against Hayden Hadley, pretty much. You you lost like 14 to one last year, <laughs> yeah. and now you're you're down by one with a minute to go. You're in spitting distance of winning this match. Like, yeah, there shouldn't there shouldn't be a lot of guys that could beat you, right? There's not there's not. No. So now you know your level, and holy crap, Justin McCoy has arrived. Um, that's pretty amazing, and it's cool to see him go with Keating because Keating's arrived too. Right, you just beat Bullard, um, honestly, pretty handily. I know it was four three, but le- like he should have taken him down three times in that third period. He just like was inches away from scoring. Yeah, and um, yeah, Jake Keating looked great. Um, and then seventy four eighty four, we got guys that are tough, but they need to they need to get their offense going and they should score. I'm sorry that was a lot, but that's what I got for you. No, you're good. Uh, and, I mean, those guys, I mean, Batista still looked good in that match, right? I mean, you're, you're wrestling Trent Hidley, who could win a national title this year. Um, you know, he's definitely one of those guys that's it's going to be in the top four at the end of the year. Um, and, and so Batista looked good, right? Marcelli also looked good. Daniel Bullard's no slouch. He's good in his own right. Um, so, you know, I don't think that they looked bad at all. I mean. Yeah, I will say for NC State, they look they – look- clingy they're they're always so clingy and gritty and every time the position gets tough nc state thrives in fighting out the back door fighting crackdown matt returns and there were like the biggest difference in this duel to me as like a fan as a viewer was uva was just cutting guys and nc state was locking their hands in matt returning or dropping to a leg and then building up the body and I think UVA needed a little bit more of that um, rather than giving people an easy out. And uh, I think that's where the duel is won, to be honest. Like Quinn's match, I know that I know that Batista and Trent Hadley, like it would have been a lot tougher, but Trent Hadley returned him about 100 times. Uh, Camacho, lots of mat returns. Um, Hayden Hadley. Hayden Hadley at the very end of the match was had a you know, drop to the leg mat return. But NC State was gritty. Um, yeah, you know, they look good. Yeah. Well, also, I uh, I was fortunate enough to have, have Keating on uh, the podcast, I think, two days ago or yesterday. Um, great dude. He's got a really cool story. So if you're listening and, and you haven't listened to that, I highly suggest to go listen to that interview because he's a good dude, hard worker. I mean, he has a cool story. You know, like guys like Jack came out of high school and, and were very highly recruited and people wanted them. And Keating wasn't. And he basically sat down and emailed a bunch of people and tried to get his name out there. And, um, you know, going from that to now, I mean, I think, you know, he's a guy that's com- that's competing for All-American Honor this year. Um, and, you know, he like he's not even going to be happy with that. He wants to win a national title. So um, I, I think that was really cool. And, you know, if your parents, if you're a parent listening that has a wrestler or if you are a young wrestler, you need to listen to that because, you know, that's a guy that went from not the blue chip recruit, you know, not really anybody wanted him to one of the better guys in the country now. So um, mm-hmm. I think he's, he's really, really good role model for kids. 
Um, oh my gosh, yeah, one of the best. Did he tell you about how he committed to UVA? I know we're short on time, but did he tell you about how he committed? No. Oh, I mean, he, so did, it, he did, but like, I'm interested in what you said. If it's the same thing. Okay, so it was down to like Ohio and UVA, and I'm not sure what needed to happen. It was like if if we got a spot, like we just needed a spot for him to walk on, then he was in, and. So Garland never told him. He br- he brings Keating in, and I'm like, who is this ugly dude with the busted up nose <laughs> in the middle of weight, like lifting? And I was like, this guy is so ugly. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and uh, and he's my bro. He doesn't care. He he actually does really well with girls. Anyways, off topic. Back on. He um, Garland goes. Hey, this is Jake Keating. He just committed to UVA. Um, he's a man. Uh, yada, yada, yada. And Jake looked so shocked, like surprised. <laughs> Little did I know that this deal had been made where Keating was like, if you get a spot, I'm in. And, uh, and Garland got the spot, but never told Keating that he got the spot. So <laughs> he, yeah. told, he told us. That he had committed before he told Keating, which is hilarious and just uh That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, he did tell me all that. Um so I just <laughs> wanted to hear from a different perspective. That's that's hilarious. That's cool, man. Yeah, but uh gave him a spot. This kid was he worked way too hard his freshman year, which I don't understand. Like Yeah. He's put in work and I'm happy that he's reaping the benefits of it. Yeah. Um I wanna hit Risers and fallers, or stock up, stock down, we, whatever word we want to call this, but you know, our our good goods and bads of the week, whatever we want to call it. Um, what are who do you have? I guess we'll do fallers first, and then we'll hit risers. So for the fallers of the week, who are you looking at? So I've got Julian Tag and Sam Hillegas because these guys were true freshmen that don't really get the the chance to to wrestle big time opponents at an open or the scuffle before ACC wrestling kicks off. And, you know, the first week they had very great opportunities in Sam Latona and um, sure. Zach Sherman. So I think that that's the biggest faller because you get, you get a guy out there and you get a feel against one of the better guys. Well, you're number one in both weight class in the ACC. And uh, I mean, if this duel gets canceled, that's a chance at, a ranked opponent and and big confidence in a good feel and all these different college experiences. My first duel was against a guy who was ranked top 15 in the country, um, Brent Fleetwood and Austin Acid. And I had these opportunities to knock off ranked opponents. And when I got those ranked wins, I, I racked up another 12 to 15 wins in a row after that, because I was so confident in myself. Um, so the true freshman, I think they suffer the worst from the duel not being there. And then <laughs> I don't want to get like too harsh, but I think the next biggest faller is the ACC because if this is the second time UNC's had a canceled duel, and if I mean, if they don't get their crap together, like what's going to happen? Because like, I mean, I don't know. At what point is the ACC going to be like, we can't do this season anymore? Because there's not a lot of teams, and it's just not worth the risk of the athlete. So I think that all the other teams have done great, but UNC, this is their second 
time in three weeks. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't I know mean, what to say. It's just tough. Like, I, I feel for him too, man, because, you know, I've, I've talked to all the guys over there and I know that they're doing all the right things, right? And they have these, you know, multiple tests and like they're going through everything they need to go through. And I mean, who knows? I mean, I'm not over there, so there might be something that's not right, but it it's just kind of something that's a little hit or miss. And like, they just happen yeah. to be the ones that got the shit into the stick. So yeah, I don't want to be too harsh. Cause I really like the guys over there. I love Tony. I love Coleman, uh, coach Monday. So, I mean, I'm, I don't want to be a jerk, but like at the same time, it's like, it's a little scary from a yeah. fan's perspective. Well, it sucks too, because, and I think, you know, I didn't even put it on there, but I think they're the, the UNC program is one of the followers of the week and not in a negative way for me. It's because like you said, like not only did they not get to have like tag wrestle a guy like Latona, but you know, that's two duels that they've missed and that we don't even, we don't know if they're going to get back. And if they don't get back, that's less. I mean, we already have such a short season and already have, you know, limited matches they're going to get and, and they're going to have even less. And again, that's like literally, I'm not hating on them. I'm saying that's just a crap situation for them to be in, you know? Um, yeah. So it, it's that sucks, man. But um, we'll even, we'll just go to risers. So risers of the week, uh, for me, uh, my two guys, and I already talked about them, so I'm not going to hit too much, but uh, Brian Courtney and Brandon LaRue. Brian Courtney. Again, heartbreaker at the end sucks. You know, maybe we, he should have cut him, right? If you cut him, we're probably looking at him winning the duel uh, or winning the match. But, you know, he looked good. And I don't think most people, you know, outside of the UVA program were expecting him to win that duel, right? Or, or even be that close. So him being right there shows that he's he's in this. And if he can hang and almost beat Tariq, then why can't he hang with Sherman, right? So um, I think he's right there uh, to possibly win an AC title as well, you know, if he just kind of kicks it into gear and and is able to beat those guys and turn that one-point loss into a one-point win. Um, and the other guy, Brandon LaRue, you know, his, his first match of the year comes out. Again, it's not a huge opponent, uh, but gets the fall, looks great doing it. And I just – my thing – him being a riser for me is also a lot to do with his youth, right? You got a guy like Hydley that's on his way out. Um, McCoy's a sophomore. He's got, he's going to have like three more years of eligibility okay. after this. So McCoy's going to be there. Right. But um, a guy, you know, when Hydley checks out, that's going to be a dog fight. And I think, you know, a guy like LaRue that looked good, if he works hard, can easily step in there and, and be one of those guys. So, um, I think that, that he's going to be good in the future. Um, who you got? I already touched on it, Justin McCoy. I mean, the fact that he went from losing to a guy that was, you know, so great and getting smashed and then almost beating him, being right there in the match. I mean, maybe not almost beating him, but being in the match with him, huge, huge for confidence. Um and I'm really excited to see what the rest of the season has for him. You. And I mean, I have to, I have to mention my call from last week when I said Jake Keating will be the riser if he can perform against Bullard, and he did. So I just want to reinforce my my choice from last week. Hundred percent. Well, he's gonna have a good one this weekend. I am, I'm Jack. 
I'm excited for this one. Uh, I think it's going to be way better than people think it's going to be. Uh, for sure, because Keating's fearless, man. Um, and when he wrestles Makai, he's not going to hold anything back, which is it, it's very rare in an athlete to see someone compete at 100% all the time. And I feel like we get that from Jake Keating, which is just it's absurd. It's great. And, um, you know, he, he holds nothing back. Super cool. Um, but let's get into it. So, actually, I have it on here. So if you're following along with this, awesome. You get the, the beautiful pictures, graphics. Um, but the duels this week, right? So we got our second week of conference duels, which is awesome because we have actual ACC versus ACC competition. Um, the first duel that we're going to talk about, let's just, let's just go to Virginia. Uh, Virginia Tech, Virginia. Is there is there any kind of trophy or anything with this match? Like No. No, they got to yeah. do stuff like that. Like like college football, you know, they have all those crazy trophies for Iowa versus Iowa State and all that. Do yeah, it would be sweet, but we wouldn't get it much. Last year was a great chance, man. Freaking, I go out there, get a pin to start the duel out, and we lose by, like, if we win, flip one match, we'd have won the duel. And we flipped, like, three of them at ACCs. So it's like, because we ended up beating Virginia Tech at ACCs. I don't know if you knew this, but Virginia yep. Tech got fifth last year. And Justin McCoy lost to BC LaProd in the duel, but beat him at ACCs. I'm pretty sure Vic lost to Cody Howard and then beat him at ACCs. And just like, yeah. oh, man, it sucks. It was at JPJ. It was packed. There were like 3,000 people there. It was so sick. Oh, I bet. Um, all right, so let's, let's roll through this. First one's going to be uh, McCormick versus Latona, right? I, mean, I guess we'll just let's just read them off and then we'll kind of hit through. Like we don't have time to go through every single one. Um, but McCormick versus Latona at the top, and then Louis Hayes, Corbin Myers, uh, Brian Courtney, Sammy Hillegas, Denton Spencer versus Bryson Donian, Justin McCoy versus Connor Brady, Jake Keating, Makai Lewis is the big one, um, Vic Marcelli versus. Colton Clark, I think it might not be Clark anymore. I think it might be Howard. Cody um, Howard. I think it's yeah. Cody Howard. So Howard. Um, 84 is going to be Batista Bolin. 97 is going to be ILO Smith. And then 285, Quinn Miller, John Borst. Um, what are your, your big matchups here that, that are going to decide the duel? So obviously 133, Louis Hayes versus Corbin Myers. Louis never beaten him, but been very close. He's a totally different wrestler. I'm really excited to see it. 41's huge. Um, you got you got two guys that have freshman eligibility. <laughs> yep. So um, that's a big one. Um, and then heavyweight, you know. Heavyweight's big. And then 74 is going to be huge too. So there's a lot of matches that it's like, I mean, outright favored. UVA is only really favored in one match, and that's 197. And 57. One, two matches, my bad. But then there's like one, two, uh, three, four swing matches. So it could either go 8-2 Virginia Tech or 6-4 UVA. Yeah. Um, well, let's do this. The, the first, let's, we have two kind of key matchups in this duel. Um, and we can... I didn't want to call Makai. Well, first of all, uh, let's just say first, uh, we're not going to pick uh, UVA matches in these things because 
I don't want to put Jack in that position. And then also, I'm not going to pick it. And like, it's got to be straight. So, um, just for you got to have though, the same number. Yeah, I mean, like, it, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to pick matches that you don't pick, and then I have four more wins because you didn't pick. Like, that's just stupid. So, uh, we're just going to stick away from UVA matches, so so we don't put Jack in a bad position because he's got teammates. But uh, you know. <laughs> Maybe like five years down the road, I'm going to get on your ass and you're going to have to pick them uh, <laughs> once all your, your dudes are gone. But um, yeah, so I guess the big one, uh, start at 133, right? Louis Hayes, Corbin Myers. Um, I got Louis, man. Uh, I think, you know, like you said, he hasn't beaten Corbin Myers, but the way that they've both looked this year, I mean, Myers has looked good as well, but I think Louis just looked looked like a different Louis this year. And so I got him in a really tight one. I mean, this could be an overtime match. Yeah. Did Corbin Myers wrestle against Campbell? Yes. Okay. And I was wondering when the last time he wrestled was. I guess Campbell was. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got Louis. I think Louis, I told him this weekend, I said, this is the best you've ever looked. Um, you look big. You look mean. Um, and dude, honestly, his, his like personality's changed. He's just like a happy guy now. And that used to not be the case. He used to be like just grumpy, cranky, whatever. Now he's like life of the party. Everyone wants to be around him. And, you know, I'm excited to see what Louis Hayes has in store for the rest of the season. Yeah. The other one, um, you know, before we get to the big one is, is Brian Courtney, Sammy Hillegas, 141. Um, and we, Again, we're not going to count him in our picks, um, but I know that the you're you think Brian Courtney's going to win the match, um, and I go I opposite way. Uh, I think Sammy Hillegas is going to win the match, and it's it's going to be tough, man. Like it's going to be it's going to be a really good match, and honestly, either of these dudes winning wouldn't surprise me. Um, but I just got a feeling, man. I, I got a feeling about about Hillegas. I think he's going to be really good. He's shown us nothing but just fantastic matches so far. I mean, so is Courtney, but I don't know, man. I think there's a little bit more of that killer instinct in, in Hillegas and I'm just, I'm going to go with him in a tight one. I don't know. What yeah. Do think? I think Brian will win. Um, because I think he has enough skills on bottom to neutralize Sam Hillegas's top game. And if Sam Hillegas can't really get to his top work, then I don't think that he, has the skills to be Brian um, on his feet. If if Brian can make it a feet game, he'll win this match. Sam's so good on top, though, man. I mean, yeah, but I've wrestled Brian on top, and I would like to think that I'm better than a freshman. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah, yeah. No disrespect. I just feel like I had a little bit more experience. I still need to. I need to change your your tag at the bottom. Uh, I st- I love the one we did uh, on Home Out Advantage at one time when I, I put once rode a fish for five and a half minutes. That was the best. <laughs> uh, that sea bass win. But um, yeah, man. So there we go. Uh, the big one. I guess we'll just talk about the big one, and then we'll move on to the next duel. Um, Makai Lewis, Jake Keating. It's gonna be a fun one for the majority of wrestling fans. Um, majority of wrestling fans probably still don't know Keating, right? Unless they watched that NC State duel last week. So um, I, I don't think anybody's given him a shot. And Makai's obviously the heavy favorite. I mean, he's going to be the, the favorite over pretty much anybody this year. Um, so, you know, what do you think? How, how does how does Jake Keating win the match? He 
he's got to be present. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. He can't have any moments of, of like losing himself in his own mind. He can't do anything crazy dumb, but he's going to have to get a little crazy if he wants to beat Mikhail Lewis. Um, so if he picks his attacks well, I think that, uh, I mean, he can challenge him. I, I just, out of everyone on this lineup, if you put him at 165, I just don't think anyone would challenge Mikhail like Jake Keating will. Uh, and that's not just because of, like, everyone's skill set. I think Mikhail's really, really, really good. And uh, what takes – like, Jake doesn't have to be the better guy on Friday night. He has to be the – he just needs a little bit of luck and a great amount of timing, and he'll do it. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's going to be a fun one, and I think he talked about when I asked him um, just he has to, to get to his own attacks and just be him and just go, 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 right? Uh, I think that he wants to, to go out there and just wrestle his own. I mean, everybody says it's the most like bl- like blanket thing ever, but he just meant like go out there and do him, right? Don't worry about Makai. Don't worry about – I mean, oh, if you've seen Jake Keating matches, you would know what he meant. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's going to be a fun one regardless, and, and I'm excited. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with Makai here just because he's Makai and until proven otherwise, yeah. unless it's a match against you know Marinelli or, or somebody else up there, um, I, I'm going to pretty much auto-pick Makai until then, uh, until it's proven otherwise. But um, it's going to be a lot better match than people think, and uh, don't be surprised if there's an upset. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much all the, the stuff from this duel that I really wanted to hit. Is there anything else that you want to point out before we move to the next one? No, 285 will be a fun one too, but uh, we don't have to touch on it. Yeah. Um, well, heavyweight is wild in this conference anyway, so it's, yeah. But, um, all right, so let's throw that one off. Let's go to UNC Duke. Uh, again, uh, UNC's, uh, from all I've heard, are, are good coming back off the protocol. Um, so we should get them with Duke. This sucks, man, because this is like, this has always been a duel that I, I've went to since I've lived here. Like, I, I always go, and I have a couple buddies that go, and it's just like we always go to the UNC duel or UNC Duke match. Uh, not even because it's like some great duel, but just it's UNC Duke, and I live in Chapel Hill, so. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, this one, I mean, it's definitely going to be UNC here for sure. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, seeing some of these new faces in the lineup and, and also seeing some of, you know, Duke's younger guys and how they stack up. Uh, is there any of them, any of the matchups that stand out to you at all? Uh, I think my pick is 197, just uh, from what you mentioned to Max Shaw in the past and, and Caden Russell being on the fringe of um of the rankings yeah yeah Hilligus is a beast on top yeah i have to put these comments in here just so we can we can throw them up as people comment um but yeah so i mean looking at this one obviously 149 josh o'connor or josh o'connor josh fine silver and austin o'connor is going to be the one versus two in the acc matchup um so that's going to be good to see Austin O'Connor is on another level, though, and you know I, I've been very adamant, and I'm going to say it until it happens. I think Austin O'Connor is an undefeated national champ this year, um, so I, I don't see. I, I think it's like I'll say that I'm comfortable with it. 
Um, I, I don't see anybody beating him. Um, Sammy Sasso just pinned Michael Carr. In a I could give a shit less what Sammy Sasso does. Austin O'Connor is going to win a national title and is not going to lose in 2021. You heard it here first, folks. Nah, <laughs> Probably I not. don't think but, um, you heard it here first. <laughs> heard it other places, but uh, this, this little ginger man believes it. So, um, yeah, man, but, it, I mean, it's Austin O'Connor. Um, after that, there's, you know, there's not a whole lot of, of juicy matchups here. It's just kind of we get to see Julian Tag. Um, which is it's just good to see a guy like that was a big recruit in the lineup. Um, Sherman, and, and he's going to be taking on Roland. Roland uh, obviously is you know not ranked or anything like that, but he got a, a good-looking win last weekend. Um, LaRue McClure, I think, is going to be a fun match. I think that's that's the under-the-radar under match. Like If you're watching this duel and you don't really know a whole lot besides, oh, I know the couple of UNC guys that are ranked really high, uh, tune into 157 because that's going to be a fun match. Um, but, I mean, there's not too much to say about this duel other than UNC is going to win. Um, 84, it's going to be cool to see Clay Lout up a weight class too. So Yeah. Yep. Uh, but, and also, like, so I live in Chapel Hill, obviously. I think it's the weirdest thing that I literally always see wrestlers around the campus when I'm driving through because my, my wife has goes to dental school over there so i'll drive to pick her up and it's like i always see wrestlers out everywhere and i don't, I don't know what it is like it's it's not like it's a, a tiny campus but they're everywhere um okay so last duel pit nc state um there's definitely going to be some juicy matchups in this one um starting off at the top camacho squared we got camacho versus camacho uh, i don't believe they're related which, Camacho on Camacho crime. Yeah. It's a, who's the better Camacho? I think the loser needs to change his name. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they're related. Um, but it's spelled the same way. So who knows? I know they're from different states, but maybe distant cousins. Who knows? Um, Philippi versus, I got Trombley in here. Man, I need to change that. Um, so it should be Philippi versus Jack, right? Ryan Jack. Um, we got Cole Matthews, Tariq Wilson, Kimmerer versus Scott, Baggett versus uh, Hydley, Winsel versus Bullard, McGill versus the other Bullard, Harvey versus Hydley, Bonacorsi versus Renan, and Slinger versus Wilson. So, um, a lot of, of juicy matchups here. Uh, Ryan Jack versus Mickey Phillippe is going to be cool to see um, because we're going to get to see a little bit more of what Ryan Jack is. Um but I don't know. What stands out to you about this duel? Not much. I think that we're going to get a gauge on a lot of people, which is kind of exciting, I guess. But I don't know if Cole Matthews is wrestling. But even if he does, I think Tariq will win that matchup. Yep. Um, I'm excited to see the Ryan Jack-Mickey Philippi match because Mickey always keeps it close. And so I wonder if... Uh, what he can do in the, with that situation. Yeah. 174. Excited to see where McGill stacked up with Bullard. Um, because Vic was two points away from winning that match last week, Marcelli. And uh, if, I mean, I saw McGill ranked on a couple uh, rankings this morning. So I wonder if he can wrestle Bullard well. 
because uh, Flitz was was ranked in the 24-25 area when he won. Yeah. Um, my big matchup's 197. I think it, uh, Nick Rena is back, and I think that he is just a better wrestler than Nino. I think Nino has a tight, like a really high pace, but I think Nick's a better wrestler. And uh, if he can string the whole match together, I think he'll win. Um, I, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's my big pick of the week. My my uh, my shocking pick is I got Nick Renan over Nino Bonacorsi. Ooh, that's a good one. I mean, it's gonna be a good match. Um, I'm I'm gonna go the other way though. I'm going Bonacorsi. He's just looked too good this year, man. Um, he his pace is unreal. Um, I don't know. I, I think <sighs> Renan's good though, man. That that we we do have the old Renan back. I've said it for so long. Like if we get the old Renan back, it's gonna be problems, and it is. But I think Bonacorsi's problems at 197. So. Um, I'm gonna go Bonacorsi. It's gonna be a tight match, though. Um, my that that that'll lead me into my big pick of the week, and I, I'm gonna do it. Um, I'm going Slinger, Gunslinger. Is there's gonna be a new number one in the ACC at heavyweight next week, and it's gonna oh, be Mister Jacob Slinger at 285. Um, I think Slinger is gonna take out Deontay Wilson, and you can call me crazy. I'm going. That's my big pick of the week. Call me crazy. That's fine. Um, But Deontay Wilson this year, I mean, he's what he's put out on the mat. He's kind of proven he's the number one guy until beaten. Um, But, you know, he's put together a lot of kind of close matches. You know, maybe like he he kind of handled Quinn, but it was still like it wasn't a blowout or anything. Um, Slinger has two technical falls, a fall, and a major decision this year. Or, no. No major decision, but two techs and a pin out of his five wins. Um, and, I mean, the dude just goes out there and scores points and has the killer instinct, just looks for it the entire time. I know he hasn't wrestled, you know, Gable or whatever, but, um, you know, there's there's got to be something to be said about going out there and handling your business the way he's doing. Uh, you know, Deontay Wilson has also wrestled guys like Gardner-Webb and these other teams, and um, I don't see any tech falls or falls on, on his ledger yet. So... Uh, I think Slinger has made the most of his start as a guy that didn't have a starting record last year at George Mason and is now the starting heavyweight at Pitt and is undefeated with three of his five wins coming by either Tech or Fall. Uh, Dude just looks for points. And not only does does he do that, but he's a full-size heavyweight. He's a big boy. Um, So I got him. I mean, you can call me whatever you want. Jacob Slinger is going to beat Deontay Wilson this weekend. No, he's not. He is. It's going to happen. Um, and, you know, if it does happen, how how crazy is it that, that he slots in at number one in the rankings? I mean, he doesn't have any losses to the other guys as far as I know. So if he's undefeated and beats the top guy, then, I mean... I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that if it happens. I think he would be number one. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to happen. Deontay Wilson, I I feel like when he was a freshman, he was, like, kind of pudgy. Now he's, like, super jacked. I don't know yeah. what they fed him over there, down in Raleigh, but holy crap. He's, like, ripped at heavyweight, and he's, like, big. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm shocked. Super nice dude, too. Super nice. Really? Yeah, you know, I uh... He's like crazy jacked, and I remember him not being crazy jacked as when he was a freshman. 
I took him or I took my, my wrestlers to the NC State camp last year and so we stayed there for a week and he was I, I don't know if he was one of their counselors or what because I, you know, I stayed with the coaches but he was always walking with us whenever we walked every day to go wrestle and uh, just super nice really good dude I think he was always eating though too like he, I remember him walking down the sidewalk eating cereal just like just, this is the most random crap ever but um, yeah, super good dude. Hate to pick against him, but Gunslinger's taking him out this weekend. It's happening. Um, You're not interested in 165 at all? Yeah, that good thing you brought that up. 165. Uh, Jake Wenzel, Tommy Bullard. The the big thing, and I I text you about it this week. Um, it, it's going to be a good match, but I think Jake Wenzel's going to win the match, um, and I, I think he could even possibly run away with it a little bit. Um, but my my big takeaway here is that Tommy Bullard could easily go into the ACC tournament one and five, and that like that's not unrealistic because I was looking at um, the rest of his schedule and I'll have to pull it up real quick. Uh, but it's insane, dude. I mean, he's already I, I don't remember what his record is. I think he's either one and two or zero oh and three or something like that. Um, I think he's won one, but he's got Jake Wenzel this weekend, and then he's got Kennedy Monday, and then Makai Lewis, and then Duke at the end. So I think he's like 0-2 or something like that right now. And Duke has a forfeit at his weight, or are they wrestling someone? Uh, I'm assuming that we'll have somebody in there, um, but who knows. But, I mean, he's got Wenzel, Kennedy Monday, and Makai. And that's no shade thrown his way, but those are really, really tough matches. He could easily drop those matches, and then, you know, let's say he wins the Duke match. He could head into ACC tournament with one win. Um, you know, of course, they'll probably do some extra matches to get him some more matches, but that's that's a legit possibility. Uh, and that's tough. That's tough to hear because, uh, you know, he's a dude that was an All-American last year with NWCA uh, All-American. So... That's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, Winslow beat Bullard twice last year. Or no, Bullard beat Winslow twice last year. So this could be an interesting match. I don't know. Winslow's looked so good. He He's he's looked really good this year. I, I'm excited for him, him and Makai wrestling. Um, yeah, man. But is there anything else about this duel that you want to hit? Um... I don't think so. All right. Yeah, I think I got it. Yeah, well, um, all in all, I guess we'll head back over and look at us. But all in all, uh, for the duels, I we both picked UNC. We both picked NC State. Um, and, of course, we're just going to refrain from picking Virginia matches just to make it easier, so that, make it fair. Um, but besides that, um, the big picks of the week that we had um, – uh, you went Rena and I went Bonacorsi. Uh, I went Jacob Slinger. You went Deontay Wilson, and uh, I went Hilligan. You went. I, we yep. could really be flipped on after this week. Like, we, yep, yep. I went Larue. You went McClure. So uh, we we definitely have a whole lot of matches. Are we gonna Are we gonna count the, the Virginia matches that we picked? Yeah, I think so. I just don't want to pick the duels. No, that's cool. Um, and I mean, I'm cool. Like, we should pick Virginia matches, but only when there's a match that's a good match that you truly are like, yeah, this Virginia guy's going to win. 
because um, I don't want you to have to pick a UVA guy. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I know what you mean. So, yeah, so we both picked Louis Hayes over Corbin Myers, uh, and then I picked Sammy Hilgis, you picked Brian Courtney. So yeah. we have plenty, what was that, four, three, four matches that, that are different this week, which is going to be awesome. Um, so it's going to be good, my man. Five, looking forward five to matches are different. Nope, four. My bad, my bad. I thought yeah. that I'm leaning on picking McGill. Are you really? No, I'm not going to do it. No? I'm not going to pull the trigger, but I think that it, there's a chance. And last time I said there was a chance, it happened. So Definitely a chance. <laughs> definitely could happen. Uh, I think McGill's really good, so I'm not shocked if that happens. Um, but all of the oh, the only thing that pisses me off is all three of these freaking duels on Friday night. All three. Yeah, it's kind of brutal. Like, come on, guys. Like, communicate. Know that I'm watching and just know that I don't want to have to, like, I want to watch them in real time. Come on. Um, yeah. And I'm not, not going to set up multiple monitors and all that because then I'm not watching any of them. So I'm just going to have to watch one at a time. But yeah, they're going to be fun, man. Going to be some good duels this weekend. I have the in laws in town, so I'll have to sneak away a little bit and watch those. Um, but anything else that you want to hit on before we wrap this thing up? Um, no, I think that it's going to be a really good week. Hopefully we get all three duels in. Um, but I mean, if we miss another UNC duel, I mean, yeah, stuff happens. I think that the other two duels are more exciting anyways. Um, we'll see though. Yeah. Well, hopefully we get them all. Hopefully COVID is out of the ACC and we're done with it, but uh, if you are listening, thank you very much for listening. Uh, make sure that you guys subscribe on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Rockfin, um, and you know, let us know what you think. Leave a uh, rating and review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. But uh, thank you guys for listening again. That is all from us, and we will see you next time.